Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 73. That's right, PC73. With me today are Matt Jonas, Anna Bernarski, Joseph Martin, and Jeff Nemeth. Everyone introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Matt Jonas. I do videos and stuff. I write for Game Cola occasionally whenever I remember, which reminds me, I've got to write something this month. <laughs> Uh, Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski, and I also have to write something this month. And I have coffee. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joseph Martin, and I'm a staff writer. I'm Jeff Nemeth. I have to write something, too. And I'm a person. Yay! Are you really? Yes. I'm not a goat. <laughs> it's Human Simulator being played by a goat. Oh. Oh, man, I love Human Simulator. It's so, it's like it's so realistic. That's a good point. That's what Sims is. <laughs> What about Surgeon Simulator? Okay, I've never played that, and it looks hilarious. Uh, while I was looking up information about Oculus Rift for the uh, the awards, uh, I saw a bunch of Oculus Rift, like, they combined it with, like, motion controls and, like, the headset to be, like, full 3D interactive virtual reality Surgeon Simulator. All right. Yes. Okay, then. What a great first topic. So, uh, maybe we should start off with what games we're playing right now. <coughs> League of Legends. Yes, literally at this exact moment, I am playing Dragon Warrior. I'm fighting a Metal Scorpion, and I just did 12 damage. <laughs> was it critical? No. Oh. They, they don't have criticals. They have, uh, was it like an excellent blow or something like that? I want to rephrase why, that. Why does that sound so so rude? It's it's just the way I'm wired up, I guess. Man, what an excellent blow! That is terrific. <laughs> they definitely use the word terrific. I'll probably get one eventually. What an excellent bow! That was terrific. You're good. <laughs> but uh, is anyone else playing any games right now? I am playing NES Remix right now. Well, the second one. Well, on the I'm Game Cola channel, it. I'm playing League of Man Unlimited. Does that count? No, that's not right now. Oh. I'm playing <laughs> Sims. Well, what if I'm playing that right now and recording it for the channel? Oh, you guys made me hit run on accident. <laughs> I was about to beat that. Good. I was about to beat that wolf. I'm always doing that to people. I'm I'm so, so sorry. I'm not. Making them run when they, oh. when they don't want to. You know, they see me and they just go, oh. Now I've got to run. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> thou art asleep. Thou art still asleep. <laughs> I, gotta... I, don't, I don't know why that's so funny, but it just is. I need to wake up. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to translate this in, like, ye olde English. Like, wait, is wait, that how we're doing the rest wait, of the podcast? You were speaking English. Well, okay, because it's like, thou hast done well in defeating the metal scorpion, thy... Hold on. <laughs> a wolf draws near, command, jetty attacks, the wolf's hit points have been reduced by 12. The wolf attacks, thy hit points decrease by 4. That just right. sounds like it would get annoying very quickly. Thou hast done well yeah. in defeating the wolf, thy experience increases by 16, thy gold increases by 44. Mm. Alright then. I'm, most... I'm still playing Sims. What a fun game. I'm mostly just grinding. I mean, that's kind of the point of Dragon Warrior, but... Again, that just sounds screwed to me. I actually just got a Earthbound on my iPad from an emulator, because I didn't know you could get emulators on iOS devices, and now I'm really happy. <laughs> is that through Jailbreak, or is there actually an, an app on the store to do that? It's not an app on the store. You have to find it um, 
through a uh, internet browser on the iPad, but you oh. can get one for um. You you can play it in browser. That's cool. Not, you have emulators not, on the Android network. Yeah, it, yeah, you don't play it through the browser. You play it. Uh, oh. you, you have to download a an app from the browser, and then you can look up ROMs, and it's it's oh. pretty cool. Oh, oh, oh. Interesting. I might have to look into that. Courage and wit have served thee well. Thou hast been promoted to the next level. Thy power increases by five. Thy response speed increases by four. Thy maximum hit points increase by eight. Thy maximum magic points increase by nine. Sorry, I just wanted to fill you in. Yay. Thy, thy mind has slowly been whittled away. Uh, we do have a couple of emails, so let's start <gasps> off. Oh my god, yes! wait, do are we jumping straight into the questions already? More emails! <laughs> Hold on, okay. Uh, Are we supposed to sing the uh, Blue's Clues one? No. Here's the mail, it never fails. Um, makes yeah. me want to wear Even though it fails all the tail. It fails all the time. <laughs> My coffee is gone and now I'm sad. Where did it go? That means um, get more coffee. I, I drank it all. And I'm not about to go get more coffee because that would require me actually leaving my building again. And I think twice is enough for today. But it's coffee! That's true. But I also don't need more coffee, especially since I don't drink I have... coffee anyway. <laughs> I drink coffee because college. <laughs> I started drinking coffee in my last year of university. I just thought, wouldn't it be great if I took up coffee? Bad idea, trust me. Bad idea. The only reason is because... Uh, I have to wake up early because my schedule hates me, and that's the only time my classes can be scheduled is early. And uh, I also have to use a lot of money from my meal plan, so getting coffee is the best way to do it. I remember one semester, uh, like I live like a 45-minute drive from the university I was going to, and this, the only schedule that I could really get for that semester was like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And Tuesday, like, it was like there was a a Monday-Wednesday class, and then I had, like, a Tuesday-Wednesday-Thursday with the Friday lab that were all at, like, 8.45 in the morning. And then, Ooh. yeah, and then I had, like, a Tuesday night class that was at, like, 6.30 p.m. And those were my only <laughs> classes that day. And it's one of those where, like, do I want to go... Like, drive home at 11 and then come back for the 6.30? Or do I just want to stay at school? That's the reason I didn't go to the uh, Cleveland State, because I only live half an hour away from Cleveland State. So that would have been annoying. So now I only live 90 minutes away from home. <laughs> so anyway, about those uh, emails. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've got... We got... I'm glad I'm the only one who can get us back on topic. Track. Yeah. That was good. We got one from Simon Jenner. It says, re my previous email. Hello, I have emailed you earlier without a response. I wonder why you have not <laughs> responded to my email. In my first email, I mentioned about a late customer whose relatives I cannot get in touch with. It is unfortunate that we are unable to what? find the relatives to this customer. I am Dr. Simon Jenner, a staff of UBS Investment Bank London. I have a confidential business proposal for you. This mail is written and intended to solicit your assistance as follows. I think this sounds pretty <laughs> legit, guys. What do you think? Yep, leans legit. I'm good. sold on it. I will need to reconfirm your full name and address. Also, contact telephone number to ascertain the fact that I am dealing with the right person. You're not. 
actually we do, we do have a, a legitimate email. I read it for oh, this one. Good. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Dana, and it says, "Talk that about." Legit. It says, "Talk about me." Okay. <laughs> Hi, Dana. Hey, Dana. <laughs> Talk about me, please. I'm having trouble with some game. It can't be beat. Please help. Sent from Dana's iPad only. There's just I'm... there's just one problem here. There is no Dana. Only Zool. <laughs> Funny because they actually get it. But uh, now we have the real question: What game is she talking about? It could be Dark Souls Two, or Dark Souls, or Dark Souls Three, or Dark anything. Souls Four, or Dark Souls Five, or Frozen, the video game. Actually, there's like one game for Frozen. I uh, I was just looking up some new search terms for uh, "Be careful what you search for." And there are so many that are searching for, like, hold on, what was the exact term? Did I, I think I posted that in the one full of really long ones. Give me a second. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, no, 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 okay. Dark Souls hack and slash not RPG, no story, no memorable characters. Somebody <laughs> searched for that and got to Game Cola. And I just regularly see in the searches, like, Dark Souls bad game. Like, why is Dark Souls so bad? Like, <laughs> apparently we know the answer. Isn't that that's the game where you die all the time, right? My friend so. has it. All I heard was something about hamsters, and I'm kind of intrigued. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Let's go back to talking about Dana. Hi, Dana. Please tell How's us it? what game you're having trouble with. We might actually talk about it if you tell us which one it is. Yeah, just type it in the comments below. We'll edit the podcast later. Right now. <laughs> our discussion at the end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you, Simon and Dana, for your lovely emails. <laughs> Are there any more emails? That was it. I'm sorry. Boo. <laughs> okay, so right. that's been a, a rather remarkable podcast. <laughs> Yay. I think we all learned something valuable and important today. I forget. Video games. Thanks. Video games. My friend actually asked me, because I went to get dinner with him, he, he was like, what, what's the podcast about? I'm just I just said oh. video games. He's like... Really? Thanks. I just remembered, because I had a good idea for a topic, and I just remembered what it was. Okay. Discussion about the Super Smash Bros. 4 game and all the new characters being released. I'm ah, excited. yes. Are. Very, very, very excited about this. <clears throat> oh, good. You could start this off. All right. So we had that Nintendo Direct, what, about two weeks ago? where Nintendo revealed a bunch of characters that they should have already said were in Smash Brothers, but left us hanging about Yoshi, Zero Suit Samus, Sheik. And they also introduced a couple of new characters that uh, Charizard would be returning this time on his own, not tethered to the Pokemon trainer. Hmm. And that you would also be able to play as the Pokemon Greninja from Pokemon X and Y. I believe that's the one he was introduced in. So... They've also revealed that Yoshi is a returning character as well, and that now he stands upright on two feet instead of uh, slumped over like a dinosaur. <laughs> so they've basically um, gone and revealed all these characters and said the release date will be summer for the 3DS game and winter for the Wii U game. The following day, they released a Nintendo Direct for a game called Tomodachi uh, Tomodachi Life, and I'm more <laughs> excited for that than I am for Smash. But, <laughs> what is it? Um, 
that's because Tomodachi Life allows you to create versions of people you know as me's. They live on an island and they live out their life like a like a soap opera, <laughs> in, including musical numbers and bizarre dream sequences. So what? immediately that <laughs> in the All trailer, right, then. they showed, I think it was Iwata as a me. He went to sleep and dreamt that there were multiple versions of himself on a crane machine and they got dunked in red goo. <laughs> this was in the trailer they showed. <laughs> oh man, awesome! That's amazing. <clears throat> but See, for the for the Smash Brothers, I mean, oh, you can say something. I was just gonna say when you first described it, I thought like, so basically they took Animal Crossing and like made it with your friends. Yeah, it's basically I would say Animal Crossing meets. I'd like to say The Sims, but it looks like you don't really have that much control like you would in, in The Sims. Like, you can't uh, make a swimming pool, then take the ladder away and watch them drown to death. They you don't do really that in the third one. That. That's the one oh, I they have. Don't. They don't do it in Sims 3. Oh. They can still they can get out now. And that's an, oh. Okay, what the heck is happening? Okay, because I'm playing Sims right now, and some random llama thing came to my door. <laughs> Bearing gifts. <laughs> The one thing I remember and love about the original Sims, I think it was in the first expansion, the, the uh, did they call it Living It Up, I think? Um, they introduced fireworks, and what you could do was plant the fireworks down. They were an outside item, but then build your house around the fireworks, and then you could set them off in the house, and it was much easier for setting fires <laughs> than just having a rug next to the fireplace or the oven, so... Um, I used, yeah, I used to kill a load of Sims. Fun. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the fireworks in Sims, they don't have that in Sims 3 either. That's really depressing. Oh, no. I'm really How sad now. How are you meant to now. kill Sims now? Yeah, um, the use of fireworks is really dazzling. You can electrocute them, you can, in one of the expansion packs I have, you can get, uh... That's pretty shocking. Uh, uh, Philosopher's Stone. I'm and just you can, purposely trying it. And you, you can, can get make, the Philosopher's uh, Stone. You like get the Philosopher's Stone, and you full, can make things into... Full Metal into... Alchemist all up in this. Yep, you can get gold. <laughs> you can make them turn into gold. Gold Sims. Yeah, and then they die because they've been turned into gold. And then I accidentally... That accidentally happened to one of mine recently, like two days ago. And I was trying to, like, um, put it... Because you can put the Sims into one of the Sims' inventory. And I accidentally detonated it. And blew it up. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I just stood there. I was like, "What? I didn't oh, Sim. know." <laughs> I was just like, "Why did this happen?" <laughs> and then the wife was just standing there, like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so I think we were at one point discussing Smash Brothers. Yeah, well, then we got on to Dream. Yeah, it kind of drifted Tom- away. Tomodachi and into Sims. Okay, well. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that I did a video ages ago on my channel where I said I, I don't really care so long as Sheik returns because there was absolutely no word on Sheik returning. But now what they've done is that the characters that had transformations, so Zelda, who would transform into Sheik, and uh, Samus, who would transform into Zero Suit Samus, they've now got those as separate characters. So instead of having transformation moves, they have new moves added and they're sort of balanced to make them stronger than they originally were, these alternate forms. Okay. So now Sheik is back as 
her own character and that was something I asked for, so I'm pretty I'm pretty chuffed about that. Well, it's nice to see they're checking on your wish list. Yeah, so now all I need to do is add a, a Jin Kazama from Tekken, and then I'm happy. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen. I don't know why, but when my or Maker Studios got bought out by Disney, I thought people were going to try and push to get PewDiePie in Kingdom Hearts. Dude, that would be awesome. No! I can have him as a party member and drown him. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you saved yourself there. <laughs> I like you really, Pewds, but seriously, shut up. <laughs> I feel you like we're all going to get murdered after this. I have no That's okay. Uh... I'm, I make a studios too, so it's fine. I might end up in the uh, in the next Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> as, as, the guy, uh, as the guy at the side who says, oh, Gummy ships, again. <laughs> Just in the background, whenever something bad happens, you pop up like, in a picture frame. <laughs> oh, not again! Really? You're doing this again? <laughs> I can't do a British accent. Cool. Doing I... this again! <laughs> so anyway... Uh, <laughs> anyway, back on topic. I leveled again in Dragon Warrior. I'm level 12 now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, well done. What, what, what'd you get? Great podcast, everyone. What, what was your buff? Plus one... ATK plus one DEF. <laughs> no, uh, I just kind of skipped through it. Like, I don't know, I've just been walking. Like, I'm walking up and down this little strip next to town and then occasionally going back to the inn. So I'm just kind of. Are you playing it on an actual NES or are you playing it on an emulator? No, I'm on an emulator. Oh. Then you should have, like, a speed up toggle somewhere. Yeah, uh, I have it mapped to the. Uh, the stick, actually. Because, like, it has analog sticks, my controller. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, I'm not going to use them. So whenever I press right on the analog stick, <laughs> it speeds up. I also have mapped to the uh, the LR buttons, uh, turbo, turbo A and B. Mm. I tend to have those. If I've got a controller and it's got four face buttons, I will have the... Um the two face buttons near the top as the turbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the lower ones as the ordinary. Yeah. But I can't do that with Super Nintendo, so I tend not to have turbo buttons. I'm not likely to play games on Super Nintendo where I need to use turbo. It's more older consoles, things like the PC Engine or um, NES, where you're going to need that. Oh, actually, uh, I've taken an interest to the turbo graphics recently. Because uh, I never had one, and I've only recently ever like looked into what it even was. Like I had heard the name PC Engine, and I heard the name mm. Turbo Graphics, and I think I scheduled a Game Cola discussion topic coming up that was uh, Turbo Graphics 16 or Neo Geo. Now you see, if you're talking about specs, can we talk about this? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, if you're talking specs, yeah. I mean. The Neo Geo is the winner. <laughs> I mean, hands down, spe- specifications-wise. Yeah. Because it's an arcade machine in console form, yeah. basically. Okay. But both of them are as bad as each other for um, for game saturation. Because the PC Engine, almost all the games released for it were shooters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bar, bar a couple, they were all space shooters. Okay. You're a spaceship, ooh, asteroids, shoot them, points. <laughs> and the problem with the Neo Geo was the majority of games released for that system were fighting games. Okay. 
So, and they were mostly SNK fighting games. So they were the same game code-wise, <laughs> and they just changed the characters. Yeah. So in terms of game saturation, both systems, I think, were really as bad as each other. Okay. That's not to say each system doesn't have amazing games hidden on it. Like um, the two Bomberman games for the PC Engine are amazing. Bomberman 93 and 94 are amazing. Interesting. And Neo Geo, of course, has the arcade perfect version of Metal Slug, as well as a game called Magician Lord, which is absolutely insanely difficult. It's a side-scrolling platformer where you shoot magic spells at enemies. It's, it's all good fun. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I guess I just find it curious. Like, I only ever had the Super Nintendo during that era, but I mean, of course, I knew about the Genesis. And it's just interesting to me to see that there were, like, all of these other systems out there. And I'm like, who... How did they make How oh, did yeah. they make money? <laughs> like, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I, I was the other way around. I only really had the Mega Drive Genesis and the CD attachment during that time. So I didn't have experience of the Super Nintendo outside of family members or friends who yeah. had one. So... When when I got one in about 2005 or six, yeah. I was all over it because, as you said, it it was that curiosity. Aha! So it existed, mm. and I never experienced it. And there's all these games yeah. here to try out. So I know exactly where you're coming from with with the PC Engine. It's it's definitely worth checking out the games on that system. Mm. Absolutely, because there are a few absolute standout titles that I'd rather not tell you about. I'd rather you found them yourself. Okay. Yeah, like, because uh, also, I I guess part of what uh, sparked the interest, it just all happened kind of at the same time. I was cleaning out uh, a bunch of stuff that we have here in the house because we have, you know, like three old NESs and like two Super Nintendos and, you know, like all this old video game equipment. And... Around the same time, we were doing the that podcast where we were like the best game of you know 2013, 2003, 93, 83, 73. Yeah, and so like around the same times, I was like looking up all these like different old games, and I was like playing on the original systems and stuff. And I was like, huh, like what even was the PC Engine? And apparently, apparently, mm. it is still the smallest console, I guess. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, not the not the Turbo Graphics, but the original Japanese PC Engine. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, like it literally, like it was pretty tiny. Smaller than the Top Loader NES, then. Yeah. Like, hold on. If if, if wow. you go to, I mean, if you go to uh, Wikipedia, you'll see a picture of it. It's like a little square. <laughs> Awesome. Because I, I know that they didn't really have cartridges for the PC Engine. They had what was what was called Hue cards yeah. that were basically like cards. Yeah. The cartridges were, were more introduced for the for the US, I guess, because people were more familiar with cartridges for consoles, I suppose. Yeah. Actually, uh, and that's another interesting thing about older consoles, like why the Famicom and the Nintendo Entertainment System looks so different, is that they wanted to separate themselves from, quote, video games, and they wanted something that was more, you know, an entertainment system. Uh, Mm. So they made it try to look like a VHS machine, (laughs) 
And that's why you had the weird, yeah. like, front loader, uh, weirdo zero insert uh, pressure, <laughs> whatever they call that thing. Is because they were trying to separate themselves from the video game crash of 83 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, I was waiting to see if you'd mention that, because if you didn't, I'd have thrown that in. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was poison at that time to call your system a gaming system. Yeah. So, well, did you hear that recently in the news that uh, they dug up one of the E.T. landfill sites I, and they actually found yes. E.T. cartridges? I did hear about yeah. that. So, urban, urban legend proved true. It's just so weird, because it is like one of those urban legends that's been around so long... Like, I remember learning that one, like, in the very early days that I was getting on the internet, like, 1998 or whatever. Mm. I was like, oh, so weird. Yeah, about, that would have been about 2000 for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm. uh, funny thing is I actually have a working cartridge of that game. Yeah, like, box and all. The box is a little squished, but, uh, I do, in fact, have it. That's, that's a system I've never really, um, or that would have been, would that have been, um... The Atari 20s. That would have been Commodore. Yeah, Atari. I've never really... I've never held, owned, or played any of the Atari systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something I would love to do, but it's it's tracking one down and getting it cheap enough. Because, I mean, I've seen them up close. Uh, There's an independent game retailer uh, near where I live who have had had one in before. But it's been... Do I really want to pay this much money for a machine where the majority of games will be far too primitive yeah. for, for me to enjoy them most of the time? Yeah, and uh, was it the? I mean, I have it because my dad got it. I actually have the uh, the fifty two hundred, not the twenty six hundred, the one that like everybody loves. But the the fifty two hundred will play all the old games. Yes, though, won't it? so I have mm. like played it and. Uh, I remember my dad playing so much Space Invaders. Like, he played that one through to the point where it looped. Because it gets to the last stage where they're all invisible, and then it just starts at level one again. Mm. Uh, but no, we do have the copy of uh, E.T. and a working 5200. Just uh, the, the weird thing is, it was back in that era before cable, so it hooks up to the, like, antenna receiver. So, like... What? You you need a TV with an antenna receiver, or you need a converter. Oh, so so a TV with RF then, RF input. Yeah, well, like not not a cable. Like the only TVs we have in this house only accept like the cable input. But there's oh. a weird like two prong thing that you're supposed to attach an actual antenna to. <laughs> what? Yeah, and like it just has two little screws. And this is what you're supposed to like plug the thing into. That's that's just ridiculous though. Like I don't I don't want to get one now because it sounds like it's going to be awkward to set it up. Yeah, actually I just like I googled Atari 5200 and one of the things that comes up after I scroll down a bit is a little converter that allows you to plug uh, a cable thing into it. So anyway, the Turbo Graphics. Like who who owned, like who owned <laughs> this that kept these people afloat? The- there was there was someone who um oh that that guy who who had that website and podcast about being a turtle who was <laughs> oh, on Game yes. Cola ages yeah, yeah, ago. Turtle calls. His his sister had a Turbo Graphics. 
which I don't know how, was the how I just managed to pull that out of the out of the ether, but yeah, I'm pretty sure so she was the one person who kept the uh, Turbo Graphics yes, company. The, the one person, mm. and it's weird. Sorry. I think well, it was like I think he was the one who had the Mega Drive Genesis, and then his um, brother had the Super Nintendo. Oh, it was somewhere around. I honestly don't know. That was. That was a podcast I was on several years ago. I do, that was like two years I ago. I do vaguely recall yeah. that, actually. Now, I also do find it interesting that, like, Hudson Soft had something to do with the Turbo Graphics. Yes, they, they co-developed it, I believe. That's why there's so many Hudson Soft games on yeah, it. Yeah, because, like, Hudson Soft, all I remember was, uh, like, old, what was it, like, Adventure Island and stuff, was yeah, Ad- Adventure oh, Island, wait, no, the Bomberman, a... really, were their oh, big yeah. ones. Bomberman. I have a Hudson Soft GameCube game, I'm pretty sure, but I don't know what it is, which one it is, but I remember seeing the Hudson Probably Soft Probably Mario game. Party. Yeah, yeah they, st- they started making the Mario Party games after a while, didn't they? They moved on to that being... Be it, then. I-, I guess they must have stopped around about the time uh, Konami um, bought Hudson, I suppose. Oh, yeah, Konami. I, d- I don't even know what's going on now with, with Hudson and Hudson games, because... I, I was big on the Bloody Raw series, and I've really gotten into it in the past few years, but um, absolutely no word now on any any more Bloody Raw games. It's, it's almost depressing, in a way, to think that that series is over when it's pretty awesome, because Aiting, the company who developed those games, was part of Hudson. Hmm. So Hudson gets bought by Konami, no more Bloody Raw games. Huh? Or no more Bloody Raw Sure you Bloody can, Raw if you games. put the Konami code in certain games. Hmm? Sorry? Just put the Konami code in certain games. You can, um, for for a lot of web browsers, uh, a lot of uh, websites, the Konami code works. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> did you did you did you know this? I'd heard that before. It's, it's pretty cool actually. There's there's a Twitter feed dedicated to websites that the uh, Konami code works on. That's cool. But for I some feel like of them, that it ruins the like, fun. I feel it, like you need to like just try it randomly on every website mm-hmm. and see what happens. Is what's start? Enter. Or do you not uh, have to start? I think it's enter. When 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 websites use the start, I think it's enter. But it tends That's to right, just be up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. And that tends to trigger it on most sites. Right, because there's, like, argument over is start technically part of the Konami code. Or, well, because, oh, yeah. like, most people, people some start people... The game. But some, yeah. yeah, some people say select start yeah. because, of course, it's the, it's the two-player. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that one always is start. how I remembered it, is with select start. Mm. But that was because I had a brother. So. Well, um, also, um, Kirby Crackle, for their song, um, I think it's called Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, B.A. Select Start. They use the select start <laughs> for it. That's a good song. Oh, uh, uh, sorry, like, a weird name for a thing just reminded me. Are any of you fans of Earthbound? Earth what? Hi. I have tried so many times to get into that game. I think I just haven't been in the right mindset. Sorry, I prefer Marsbound. <laughs> or Moonbound. Because uh, I, I recently posted on my Tumblr uh, one of my favorite things. Does anyone know who Hyadain is? Is is this someone in Earthbound? No, uh, he's like a popular like he does a lot of anime openings and stuff. And a while back, oh wait, wait, Hi Hi Hyadine, did you yeah, say? Yeah, I mean it's like ah uh, yes, um, he did that Street Fighter song, yes, didn't yes, he? Yes, yes. Made using the uh, game sound files. Yes, that was awesome. He yeah he he does all the voices himself, including the female voices, yeah. which is pretty frightening in some cases because of how. 
right they sound. <laughs> no, okay, because see, that's how I got into them, is that I had been searching for, like, video game songs on YouTube, like, years ago, and I stumbled across a bunch of his, like, stuff that he made. And I guess after that, he got, like, really ridiculously popular, and then uh, mm. he started producing, like, tunes that then ended up being anime openings, and now he's, like... What, really? Yeah, like, wow. he's done, like, a bunch of anime openings now. It's weird. But, okay. Good on him. Yeah, Good on like, him. it's cool. And, okay, there's another guy, Professor Sakamoto, who does, like, live shows playing video game music, I guess. Uh, and the... M- Mr. Sakamoto, would that be Ryuichi Sakamoto? Or no, am I thinking okay. of a different Sakamoto? No, 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 okay. This is a different guy. Like, he, he just goes... Right. Like, he literally just goes by the name Professor Sakamoto. And, All right, fair uh, enough. If you knew him, you would know because he wears, like, a cape and a mask and a Famicom on his head. <laughs> Oh, All right. the Japanese. Now, okay, so the two of them got together, and they got uh, Keiichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka from Mother, like the two composers who did the music for Mother and Earthbound. Mm. They got them, and they did a live show, plus uh, Makinomiya from Pizzicato 5, and they all did a live show of the music from Earthbound. Whoa. Yeah, and is is this like on YouTube? Yeah, hold on here. Let me let me send you a link because I actually I recently made a post about this. Uh, there was a reason why I brought this up. What were we talking about before this? Earthbound. No, before. <laughs> before Earthbound. Um, um, oh, all right. You can't click on the link, can you? No, I'll, I'll get it later. Jay, just rewind, the anyway. rewind the podcast. Rewind the podcast. Rewind the podcast and listen to what we just, said. Actually, I can do that. Hold on, I can go. And I can, no. I can, I can copy the file over while it's being we'll, written. We'll remember. We'll remember. Um, oh. <laughs> this sounds incredibly risky. No, no. I just have to copy the file away from where it's being written currently, and then but listen to it. That sounds. That sounds incredibly risky. Hold on, I'm doing it. it just. I see the guy with the Famicom on his head. Sorry, I need. I need. It's going to be very confusing if you guys talk because you're also talking. <laughs> What about not supposed to be talking? Hold on. I, I started I thought playing this was Kirby a podcast. Street Man 3. This is so confusing. I, You're talking about I've, the Konami I've, code. I've, I've moved on to Kirby's Dreamland 3. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, okay. Okay, now I remember. Okay. All right. We had been talking about uh, up, down, up, down, left, right, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, as the name of a song. And I'm listening to this show in Japanese, and, like, I can understand, like, half of it. But all I keep hearing is every once in a while they'll say two zero one one two zero one oh two something, and I'm like, what is even? What are they saying? Why are two zero one one two zero one two? Well, well, that that immediately sounds like a Konami codeish pattern, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I I had to look it up. Apparently, Hirain had just released an album called 2011-2012, except that he pronounces it two zero one one two zero one two. Oh wow! And so like I'm just hearing them talking in the two zero one one two zero, and I'm like, what is being said? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just like the concept of naming something something incredibly complex. 
Just you mean like something. most games coming out of Japan at the moment? Oh, uh, bravely default flying fairy duodecim zero one two Final Fantasy. Yeah, well, what is Dissidia? Oh yeah, dude. I feel like I feel like before it was usually like the 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 localization team had a lot of freedom and they would just kind of name what they thought the game would what would be good as a name in America and now they've been held to a standard of trying to accurately translate the name. But the problem is, is that in Japanese, you can fit a lot more words in a lot less space. It's kind so of what I'm sure, like, like what the Bravely Default, blah, 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 doesn't really seem like that much of a mouthful in Japanese. It's incredibly... Actually, like, it, it sounds like a mouthful in Japanese to me. Bravely Default, yeah, Flying Fairy. Like that, that, sounds like a bit of a mouthful. That is the thing, is that, like, Bravely Default isn't, like you know, two or three Japanese words. It is literally the English name written in Japanese, which, like he said, oh, yeah. translates to, yeah, Budeburi defaulto Frying Fairy. Okay, so it's not... It's, it is a mouthful, that name. With <laughs> okay. Whatever language you're saying it in, it's a mouthful. I thought it might be in kanji and not uh, katakana. Yeah, no, it literally is like a 30-character katakana. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's just silly. But may, I don't know, maybe it's, it's I would imagine that it's, because in like everything, it seems like all the games have some sort of subtitle. Like all the Mega Man games have like a subtitle. I know. Yes. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but after the second one, um, it's always like Rockman 2, um, Wily's Revenge, Rockman 2, The Fight Against Gamma or something like that. <laughs> so it's like... So I'm guessing that something about the culture or whatever, or precedence or whatever, makes it so that it's not that weird for it to have a really long name. Yeah. But if you directly translate it, then it's going to sound weird. Because we have games like Mario 64. <laughs> yeah. Or like, and we'll even shorten like games. Like I know a lot of there's Kirby and the Crystal Shards, and I know a lot of people just call that Kirby 64, even though there's no... I don't think there's... I don't know if 64 is even in the title. Hold on, hold on. I got I, it. I think, I think it's in the Japanese game. I got the title. game. I think, it might, I think it might have, like, the 64 logo on it. But I got I the game the somewhere name here. Is Kirby and the Crystal Shards. A lot of people will just call it Kirby 64. Bear with me. No. I got it I'm, somewhere. I'm kind, I'm kind of jealous you've got the game, to be honest. I, yeah. I mean, it's not an easy card to get a hold of. I have a friend with it too. I will find it. Cool. It's always it, there's there's always something about playing something on the original, like in the original media. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Rampage, Lego Racers, Beast Wars, Pokemon Stadium, Mario Kart 64. Nope. I have just discovered something really disturbing in Kirby's Dreamland 3. You know those, like, Moai statues called um, Kaboon? Yeah. There's giant versions of them that spit out smaller ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why does... What's the, what's the deal so with... weird. What was right, the deal with Moai statues at that t- time period? Because they're, like, in Gradius, they're in Super Mario Land, and they're in Kirby. They're all over Konami games. It's weird. What's, but it's not... It's not they, Konami didn't make those, did they? Or well, no, they but... No, but they really, like, used them a lot. Like, um, as you said, in Gradius and in um, in Parodius as well, which was, of course, yeah. a parody of Gradius. I found okay. Crystal Shards. Does it have and 64? Yeah, it says Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. Ah, okay. 
Ah. Oh, we learned something new. You know what's... I don't know. Maybe maybe someone can prove me wrong on this, but you know how, like, so there's, like... So the NES was just normal. Like, things were just called their normal names. And then when you got to the SNES, they would put Super in front of it. Yeah. So instead of Mario Bros, it was Super Mario Bros. Well, they did, it was Super Mario Bros. Originally. It was yeah, it was Super it was Mario Bros. Mario Bros. on the on the NES. But they did they did put they did put Super in front of a lot of games. It, maybe right? they put Super yeah. Super Mario Bros. There there were definitely a lot more Super games. Like there were a few that were copying off of Super Mario Bros. But there were definitely way more Super games on the Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. And then and then on the sixty four, there was it was like Super Mario sixty four, Star Fox sixty four. Yeah. Like that. Then with Wii, you know, you've got New Super Mario Brothers Wii. They just put Wii at the end. It's not very creative. <laughs> um, and then I definitely think Wii. there's less games with with the with the console name Wii in them right. than Wii. But, but the, there are but, a lot more games with puns, like with the word Wii W E. Like Wii uh, play. Quite a lot of those. Yeah. They're like Wii Play, Wii Cheer. We had a oh, we got a game. It was called. We rented it. It was called Wii Ski, but I don't think it was made by Nintendo. So they spelled it like the actual pronoun. Yeah. yeah. It was just called Wii Ski, but it was W E because oh, I guess they couldn't. They they were they actually it it was actually someone trying to say the word risky. It's like I don't know this releasing this game might be a bit Wii Ski. <laughs> ah, what a great idea, Wii Ski. For some reason, anyway, I'm having deja vu was, about this. Like this conversation. I don't know. Well, like I'm scrolling through and I'm looking at all the games that are named Super in my SNES ROM list, and like <laughs> hearing us talk about whiskey. I don't know why this is. Oh, you had you had Deja Vu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just saying. Oh, well, I didn't mean I didn't mean that I literally had the game Deja Vu. I meant that I was having a case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, the yeah. point I was going towards was that was there one of those things for the gamecube because i can't oh. really think of any i think the super GameCube mario kind of, cube i feel like there wasn't there was there was zoo cube i think was there? I, I never had but I it never wasn't like a fun. thing that's yeah, a good point there was zoo cube cube of all i mean there were there were a couple but it wasn't as widely used as a naming method and it was but, it sounds like those are like you know offshore um, de- de- definitely like games. weird games, yeah. Definitely yeah. weird third-party games. Whereas in the other situations, it's they're usually adopted by the leaders, like you know. Yeah. Okay, I am currently so. going around collecting parts of Rob, the robot, <laughs> but as Kirby. This game is weird. Oh, actually, okay. This is no, good. This is. I was just gonna ask. This is Kirby's Dreamland Three, is what you said? Yeah, Kirby's Dreamland Three. Oh. Uh. Okay, so on one of the Game Cola discussion topics, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, oh, that's right, it was the one about what was the game that came out in your birth year. Did anyone see that? Yeah. Okay, mm. so Paul said Super Mario Bros., and then Christian commented with a link saying basically they don't know the exact date that it came out, but this guy mm. tried like doing as much research as humanly possible and like asking the like president of Nintendo at the time and stuff like that like looking up or you know uh, president of Nintendo America uh you know if he could remember in like 1986 or was it 1985 like when was it 
And then, like, looking at someone's, like, memoirs or something, and they were like, yeah, I remember that it was the same week that Yul Brynner died, and just, like, putting together all these dates to try to figure out when. Wow. Yeah. Uh, But the thing that caught my eye, because you were saying picking up parts of Rob, that, like, apparently Mm. after the, like, huge Nintendo launch, they had some, like, crazy wild party at a club with like a giant silver <laughs> shining rob like what? yeah and i was like this, this sounds like some kind of crazy cult initiation yeah, like, thing to be honest how do you like it's just so weird because at the same time that they're discussing how nintendo at the time was like run out of like a warehouse in new jersey or something and then they turn around and say that they had enough money to set up like a crazy party at a club with giant robs and then like other smaller like golden robs around or something like that. Wow. Like what even <laughs> is this reality? Like is this real life? How much would you have to pay? What kind of favors would you have to do to get hold of one of those golden robs <laughs> now? I reckon they've all been melted down. Yeah, well I mean I don't imagine they were real gold, but uh Probably not, but but still like Nintendo probably pawned them a while ago when they're like, oh, we made a loss again. Well, it's like, uh... Okay, we're going to have to sell our golden robs. <laughs> the, the, uh, the curse of the golden rob. <laughs> it's like there's some guy standing by a vault, and he's like, he's grown all sentimental to them, but then he gets the call, and he's like, I knew this day would come. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm also picturing you know the Indiana Jones opening with a, a golden rob on like a little pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> He's weighing some Nintendo cartridges, about to swap it out. <laughs> I'm actually looking up stuff that happened in my birth year, uh, so yeah. in um video gaming and uh, Earthbound was localized oh. for U.S. audiences in 1995. Wow. I remember the closest thing that happened to my birthday was, um, I think, Resident, the first Resident Evil came out. I didn't get anything on my birthday, but the month after... Uh, Mine was a couple days after. Yeah, for me, uh, the Famicom disk drive came out a month after my birthday. (laughs) Three days after. I don't know why, but that's mildly amusing. (laughs) Thank you. What were you saying, Anna? Three days after I was bored, Mortal Kombat 3 came out in arcade. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm going to see if anything happened in my birth month and year in gaming. Because I'm pretty sure nothing happened on my birthday. FDR died uh, 50 years before I was born, like, on my birthday. I'm pretty sure the Nintendo 64 came out decently close to my birthday. Because it was in 1996, right? Yeah, it came out in 96. Yeah, so it was around then. They don't really mention months much in this article. Yeah. Uh, like, they only ever start from February. I was born in January. It sounds like nothing happened in January 1990. <laughs> I don't think a lot of games come out in January. But uh, my birth year was the year of Snake's Revenge. Oh. <laughs> I'm... I'm just happy that it's the uh, it was the year the Sega Mega Drive was released in Europe. Oh. Although that was much later in the year. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, nothing really happened in my birth year. Um, Mega Man 3 and the original Final Fantasy. 
Yeah, I had a bunch of like really good Japanese releases, like Metroid and stuff. I think came out. Wow. Uh, Eighty six. Dude, there's no way you sound eighty six. <laughs> no. <laughs> hold on. Uh, okay, hold on. I went to nineteen eighty six in video gaming. It says. Uh, I mean, a bunch of games that were popular in Japan that no one knows. Uh, oh, February 21st is not only the Famicom Disk System, but The Legend of Zelda. Uh, oh, nice. Dragon Quest, uh, mm. Metroid, uh, some other games. Hold on. Oh, uh, Akumajo Dracula, or Castlevania. Ah, Castlevania, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Arkanoid. Oh, and Bubble Bobble. And Kid Icarus. <laughs> Uh, no one cares about kid the mid 80s are kind of are kind of cheating because that's like when everything came on most of the stuff that's are, stuck you, with are us. you accusing jedi of cheating yes. because he was born yes in cheater. the 80s cheater speaking of cheating i have news from sony i have to leave they have summoned me you have to return oh, to your home what? planet okay. yes you've been summoned you weren't supposed sony. to say that we're supposed to be secret <laughs> You were the one I'm legally cheating right now. Oh, because yeah, uh, you're not supposed to. Actually, uh, Kate <laughs> J had to leave because of that. She has signed a uh, non-competition agreement with her current company, and so she can no longer be on Game Cola. So currently, Jeff is apparently breaking his contract. Hey, I'm not leaving for something else. My brother just wants to play League. Yawn. Ah. Uh... All right, League is fun. I've, I've never, I've never bothered to. Uh try or even attempt to play a MOBA, but if I do, I'll probably I'll probably gravitate towards uh, Dead Island uh, Epidemic, I think it's called, Dead Island Extinction. I, I don't know. Uh, I know just because it... I've got the beta invites for that, for being a, for owning both Dead Island games, I was given a bunch of invites. So... I know is that if you're gonna, well, maybe if it's, if it's something that's starting, then it's okay, but, um, if you're going to get into an established MOBA, usually you want to do it with, like, a group of people who know what they're doing. Because if you try to do it, like, random matches, most of the time... You'll yeah, I, I just get just, crushed by this point because everybody knows what they're complain doing. complain about it. Complain about the fact that you haven't played the game before. Ooh, 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 ooh. I completely skipped over this. Super Mario Bros. 3 was released in North America in my birth year. Hmm. That's good then. That we've got at least one. That's okay. At least one good game. <laughs> There's murmurings of Commander Keen in here as well, which is cool. But yeah, Mario Three is where it's at. It's like, yeah, Mega Man's eighty-seven. Yeah, because it was eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Isn't it eighty-seven, eighty-eight, ninety? I don't remember. Yeah, Mega Man Three was nine ninety because yeah, was on... I, I only know I only know because in Mega Man Ten they show the list of all the games and their release date. Release years, so it's like Mega Man One, eighty seven, Mega Man Two, eighty eight, Mega Man Three, ninety, and then I think it goes ninety one. Does it go ninety one, then ninety three, then ninety four? Wait, I don't have a list of them here. We don't have. I'm currently looking down eighty six and being jealous of what was released on um, Jeff's birthday. So, dude, the original Outrun, man, Outrun. Ten years ago, a game named Painkiller came out on April twelfth, two thousand four. I just that that seems to be the only video game uh, release I can find that happened on my birthday. <laughs> yeah, let's again, see. Let me check on my birthday. Oh, maybe there actually was a game released on my actual birthday one of these years. I'll have a look. 
That's a good suggestion, actually. Because I'm curious, whatever game it is, I'll now make it a, a huge feature on my on my YouTube channel. Screw it. <laughs> Video games. Yeah. Also, uh. Ooh. Oh, Hero Monster Hunter Three Ultimate was released on my birthday. What? Nice. Sorry. Monster Hunter Three Ultimate was released on my birthday last year. Oh yes, of course. I totally forgot about this. This year. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance got its PC release on my birthday. Completely forgot about that. I, I remember buy, buying it and preloading it ready so I could play it on my birthday. I remember now. That's like the first one that came up in the Google. Nothing usually happens on my birthday, unless it's Easter. Ooh, here. Oh, Metroid. Okay, so Super Metroid was released in Japan on my birthday in 1994. So it wasn't my birthday yet, I guess. <laughs> Technically. It, it was one of your minus birthdays. No, it was negative two. Um, I think that might be it. I could have sworn. Maybe Sapphire. Ruby and Sapphire came out, and there was something weird about it. And I was, every time it's, it's Ruby and Sapphire's birthday, it's on a day, and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's interesting about its day. I don't know. But you don't know what it is that's interesting. You just know it's interesting. Remember. I just remember that it was interesting. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, because it, yeah, it was released on my birthday. Nice. I have okay. now turned off the Wii U, and I am moving to PlayStation Portable. <laughs> because I've gotten bored of Wii U. This happens more or less every time I play. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't... I mean, Wii U is kind of... is really designed around that multi, local multiplayer thing. Or at the very least, the, the off-screen play on the gamepad, I suppose. Yeah. It works really well for that, a long play. Oh, yeah. It doesn't... I haven't run into anything that really adds that much. Okay, I don't have any cool games on my PSP. Speaking of all this Mega Man talk, Mega Man powered up, why not? (laughs) I haven't played it. It's really cute, but the problem is it's also fairly easy as well, because it's it's basically Mega Man for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. I mean, you can play the original NES stages in it, but it's still sort of easy. There's difficulty levels, and basically the hard difficulty level is what would be ordinary Mega Man difficulty. What do they What do they change? Do they actually change things, or do they? Um... Oh, absolutely. There's two new bosses. Um, okay. And in no, general, no, no, I mean, you seem to take. A... Uh, yeah, you take a lot less damage and you deal a lot more damage. Okay, so that's on the just easy, damage scaling. Mm. Yeah, pretty See, much. I don't know. Only... Maybe in certain things that's okay, but I feel like if you're going to have a difficulty level, it should be more than just damage scaling. Oh, or, yeah, absolutely. Which is even I... worse. It's like, oh, you only have uh, three lives instead of five. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. For, for me, for difficulty, I... I... I like it when it's handled like um, like the old PC shooters, like Doom. What they'd do is they'd say, okay, we are going to reduce some of the ammo, and we are going to reduce the health items, but what we're also going to do is change what enemies appear and where they appear. Yeah, you can so do it, Yeah, you can do So it was skill. more of an actual... Yeah, it was more of a challenge of skill as opposed to artificial difficulty which i absolutely hate which is okay we're gonna knock your lives down to three. Oh, and when you restart you start from the start of the stage it's like that's not really 
um, that's not really real difficulty, that's artificial difficulty. It's not real challenge, it's just... Yeah, it's more tedious. infuriating, yeah. Tedious, or like a game that just that's just tedious instead of difficult. Like, ones that make you start all the way at the beginning. Mega Man Powered Up is so dreadful, I've already turned it off. I'm now staring <laughs> at a TV that says no signal. This is good. Progress. Um, has anyone bought any video games recently? I feel like we should um, talk. Well, apart from NES Remix 2, which came out this week, no. How was um, NES Remix 2? Did we already talk about that? I, I talked about it in, in brief. It's... It's basically they take parts of NES games, chop them out, and base challenges around them. Like, how quickly can you beat this level? Collect 50 coins as fast as you can. Defeat this enemy without taking damage. That sort of thing. But then they have these remix stages which take apart the game and change it. For example, they'll have a level where the foreground keeps disappearing. Or you'll have a level where it puts a different character in the wrong game. So it's it's sort of like a mixture of these are legitimate challenges that help to increase your skill at old games, and then there's other challenges that are just, actually, we're just going insane here. Let's just throw everything in. The punch-out challenges were quite good because they actually, they were based more around teaching you the strategies. So I feel like if I played the original punch-out now, I would have a much better idea how to play it which is why I much prefer the second NES Remix game over the first one, because the first one had Super Mario Brothers and the original Legend of Zelda. Those were the two best games in it. It then had games like Pinball, Ice Climbers, games that just didn't interest me at all. But NES Remix 2 has Punch-Out, Zelda 2, Mario 2 and 3, Mario Lost Levels, so there's actually some decent challenge in there. It has... um, what other ones that really stand out? Metroid as well, and Kirby's Adventure. So you've got all these games that are actually a lot more complicated, and therefore they can have much tougher challenges based around them than these older games that would just get to so many points, which is what the old challenges basically were in the first NES remix. Video games. <laughs> um, did, did I bore people? Did they turn off? I just <laughs> haven't played the game, off. so... Did did they control W their browser? They've left. What does control W do again? I was gonna test it and then I was like, okay. It closes your window. Okay. <laughs> I've got some stuff open. I'm not sure I want to do that. <laughs> don't don't I try it. Don't try it. <laughs> but I added to my Steam wish list, and I don't even really know what some of these games are about, so I just kind of added them. You you've added them to your wish list, even though you don't know whether you really want them or not. Yeah. Cool. I find I'll, I've got I'll... way too many games on my Steam list. Like, I'm I'm over 250 yeah. now, and I'm playing maybe 12% of them. That's what my friend did. I, I looked at his library, I was like, oh, okay, how many of these have you played? And he's like, not that many. I'm like, all right, then. He's just like, I have a problem. <laughs> like, I can see that. <laughs> Recently, there was a website that built a generator whereby you give it your Steam name, and it tells you exactly what percentage of your Steam library you've played. <laughs> how many games you've played for more than an hour, and how much your account is actually worth, judging by the current prices for things on the store. And my my account is worth about $2,500, which, you know, is cool, mm. but it's also full of games that I don't play, that I got off Humble Bundles. Little website? 
I I don't know, but it, but if you, I I would say Google Steam Game Calculator, and that'll probably get it up. I've played Steam seventeen calculator. minutes of Dear Esther. Over here. I tried playing Dear Esther. Uh, you don't play it. You walk around. That is well, all you do. Well, yeah, I I think it was I I I'm trying to play this. Maybe I have the wrong mindset here because I I just kept walking into the ocean. Like, <laughs> I have had enough of this. It was like a dollar or something, so I bought it. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Just the hills around. were like sonambulists looking into the deep and dark blue sky as I walked slowly. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. I held down the W key and moved forward <laughs> slowly. Yes, 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 I know. I know, I'm the one doing it. You don't have to tell me what I'm doing. I thought, I thought maybe it was a, a puzzle game or something. I'm like, oh, maybe there are puzzles I have to solve later, maybe. Then it's just no. like, nope, just walking around an island. It's, it's whole like, W the game, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I've never returned to it. It's just like, oh, dear. I have put eight hours into Scribblenauts, though. Scribblenauts? Um, would that be Unlimited, the PC one, is it? Yeah. 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 I've had a look at that one. It has Steam Workshop support. That does make me interested, just in yeah. all the different custom uh, yeah. words that people are adding to the game. Right. I wouldn't I be surprised I've... if the original 151 Pokemon are on the Steam Workshop, probably. Oh, I'm sure all of them are in it in some capacity. I bought it for my sister because she kept asking me to, and she's played it a lot, too. She, um, for Christmas, actually, she was just like, can you get me this? I'm like, no, I'm not getting you this. And then she's like, please? I'm like, fine. She didn't get me anything, <laughs> so I'm kind of upset. Mm. She doesn't listen to the podcast, so she won't know that I'm bad at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... that's the great thing about podcasts, is you, is you can vent about all the people you know won't be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I played the first two Scribblenauts, and they were okay. The first one was less fun, because they insisted that you use the touch screen to move. Instead oh, of yeah, using yeah, the directional the pad. First one. Yeah, and the second one, they're still not great. But it you can move and not have to confuse walk over here with click that item, which are the same thing if they're close enough, and it's the, a lot more precise. I played the the iPad, the iOS Scribble Notes. Oh, that was the first yeah. one I really got into. That one is fantastic because I'm I'm pretty sure you've got adjectives in that one, so you can go. I want a giant blue translucent spooky cute ladder and it'll give yeah, you, you a ladder that the, uh, that's that's blue and it's got like a, a horror mask on it and it's sparkling yeah. <laughs> and people yeah people will be like afraid of it like if someone's yeah. walking around they'll be like ah! that, that's, yeah, that's what the i second, enjoyed the yeah. most about it that's the equivalent of the second one because mm. the first one didn't have adjectives yeah, i like the adjectives it, it makes the game more fun <laughs> It's like, this bridge isn't big enough. I want a big, gigantic, large bridge, please. <laughs> it was, it was Colossal. Go. Colossal was the biggest um, the biggest you could get. I would like a I, tiny, pink, friendly Cthulhu. <laughs> Here you go. Well, no, what I figured out is you can, you can click on things to figure out, like, what adjectives it's and nouns and stuff it is. So what I did is I drew a... 
I, I made a, I think it was like a growth ray or something, like the opposite of a shrink ray. <laughs> and I, I would shoot an item as many times as it would let me until it stopped growing. And then I clicked on it and it said colossal. So that's the biggest <laughs> thing you can get. Because they have like different, like large is bigger than big and giant is bigger than large. They had different mm-hmm. scales of I didn't realize colossal was an adjective. That's cool. Yeah. I, I don't mean like the word colossal yeah, is an adjective. Of course it is. I meant like one that you could use in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it's the, it's, if you want I the biggest Englished thing well. I English well. I always thought colossal was a verb. You know, I colossal, you colossi. <laughs> yep, that's it. They colossi. Right? It was Latin for um, no. doing things in a very large way. You guys were talking about some game where you walk around a lot? Yeah. What was it? Dear Esther. Okay, because I was trying to... Okay, I was trying to get an idea of how much to sell my own game for. And so I was looking at the games that are on Desera, and it came up with Walk. <laughs> and it's a free game. It's a free game, luckily. Uh... I didn't watch the video, but all I see is a bunch of, like, very blue, like, scenery. I'm guessing that you walk. It says, uh, a simple exploration game with a beautiful visual style and atmosphere with simple intuitive controls. Your only real objective is to find the darkly colored sphere. Look for orbiting, or look for planets orbiting it and the dark sparks it emits. Although you don't have to look for it, you can just walk around, listen to the peaceful music, and soak up the wonderful atmosphere. Oh, wait. This sounds like homework. Have I seen this before? I don't know if you have. No, wait, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it looks like something I could do. I'm watching the video, and it's just like grass and hills with calm music. Yeah. Yeah. There there is a dark sphere as... uh, I'm fast-forwarding. We don't really have to pay attention to it or anything. You and the sphere are randomly placed around the world, so each playthrough is different. Oh wait, here I found it. Did you find you found the it. sphere? Well, I think you found the stuff shooting. At, it, it, the, it goes like in and out of focus. Yeah, it is a little weird. Yeah. That looks like it would hurt my head. Yeah. Well, where is it going? Well, I wonder if there's a control for focus. Maybe. Oh, hold on. I like that. Uh, I like that the second the second comment in says there should be an option to disable the focus effect. <laughs> but the focus effect is his livelihood. He spent so many hours working on it that the focus effect is something his family has passed down for generations. <laughs> You're asking him just to remove it? What's wrong with you? Something happen if he gets the people speed, these days. It? Actually, I do. I do want to say I. Uh, I. I was looking at a game on Steam that somebody said, "Hey, you should go look at this and like you know upvote it or whatever for Steam Greenlight." And it just bugs me the number of people who vote on things on Steam Greenlight who think they're entitled to tell the people how to make the game. Like, especially when the game is, like, done or almost completely done. And they're like, so I played the demo, or, like, I I watched the video, and, I mean, it looks pretty cool, but I think you should have a darker atmosphere, and I think it would be really cool if the gun, instead of doing what it does in the video, if it would work more like this. I'm like, you, it's their game. Go make your own game. Like what is this? Yeah, there's a it's the it's the line between personal preference and actual like objective improvement. Yeah. Like, because in a, in a certain in certain points there could be like, um, you know, you could have a game where it's like, hey, these colors are 
like if you you might you might find, run into a person who's like, hey, you accidentally made this game so that people who are red green colorblind mm-hmm. can't tell anything apart. <laughs> yeah. So you might want to fix that. And that's that's one thing. Yeah, but like I watch like if you made your entire game based on the differences between the colors red and green. Like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, just the game looked like it was pretty well complete, and the suggestions mm-hmm. that they were saying weren't like, you know, it could be a little more fast paced or like something. It was like, I that, think that sounds like something where they'd have to undo yeah huge chunks of the game just to make those changes yeah for one person yeah and they were stupid yeah. things like I think it should have a darker atmosphere like who cares what you think <laughs> go find a different game then like I. I even I even think to a certain extent the people who say if they kickstarted a game and it didn't have quite the atmosphere they wanted even then I think no you don't really have to bend over backwards for them <laughs> if what what's being made was described in the first place yeah the 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 duty of a kickstarter is to provide what they said they would mm. provide and if they provided well, it, and then the person says, oh, the atmosphere should be a bit better. <laughs> be gone with you, peasants. <laughs> and also, you know, as a consumer, you have to assume some of the inherent risks of funding something on Kickstarter. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, just look at Oculus Rift, mm. look at uh, Oya, and then there was that whole Cheetah Men 2 debacle. Oh, yeah, Cheetah Men 2. Yeah. What a- Whatever happened with that, I remember that there was like a big thing around that, but I forget what it was. Oh man, I I think that fell over backwards because it was a scam and an attempt at money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, did I just say that out loud? I didn't hear that part. <laughs> well, it there there were rumors going around about the person who ran the Kickstarter. No names being someone who was a bit shady no suggestions i'm just saying those were the rumors that were floating around i'm not saying you're a shady man but basically there were rumors of that going around and i wouldn't be surprised if it was a big scam (laughs) i mean i took one look at it and i thought okay you want this many thousand dollars and what you're doing is you're taking an already existing rom and hacking it yeah and then putting that in cartridges and selling it. To me, that sounds a bit illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I took that Kickstarter really with a pinch of salt when I saw it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed a bit too shady to me. And it, it was a shame because they got AVGN involved with it and they got Pat the NES Punk involved with it. And I don't think they even knew what they were helping promote at the time. Right, because I think they had both. Um, they had both done. Like I know AVGN. Yes, had, they, I don't they know had about both Pat. done videos on him it. As closely. Mm. Um, AVGN had done um, Action Fifty Two and Cheat Men Two, and then yeah. did a video on Cheat Men Two for um, Pop Fiction on uh, Screw Attack. Mm. So he had done Cheat Men Two quite a few times altogether. Yeah. That's when I still watched it regularly. I, I still watch him, but I'm, I I know the quality of his work has dropped significantly. It's it's like his soul's not there. Like there's there's it's almost like he's lost his passion for it. I mean, he's I mean, probably 
and and you know it, there's a chance that that's just due to the movie. Um, yeah, the movie. Well, yeah. He's he's probably spending a lot of time just mm. on both of those things, and eventually it's like, you know, you do something so you get so involved in anything to mm. that level, you're gonna get a little tired of it. Yeah, I mean, Nostalgia Critic had the right idea when he said, you know what, I'm gonna quit Nostalgia Critic, and then he comes along and says, actually, no, I'm reviving Nostalgia Critic. Because views and money and advertising dollars. <laughs> and I don't know, his, again, it feels like his soul's not really been in it since. Even to a certain extent, um, the people I still watch religiously, and if, if I could ever meet them in person and hug them, I would. People like um, John Tron, John Tafari, and um, Austin, uh, Peanut Butter Gamer, they, like, even to a certain extent, they seem to start feeling like their heart's not really in what they're doing. Hmm. Maybe just doing something like that for so long makes you just lose interest in it. I mean, I can understand that to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, uh, I notice, you know, since I do, like, the hiring for Game Cola, they're like, I'll get, a, I'll get you know, a new set of writers, and they'll write, like, eight reviews, and then just fade away. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, there's, there's so many things that you want to say, and then you said them. <laughs> yeah so like trying to continue coming up with new stuff uh you know it can be an issue Mm -hmm. like and i think sometimes it's just i think it's kind of what jay says like you know you get to a certain point where you've done so much and it's like where do i go from here how do i keep it Mm. growing how do i how do i move on from there yeah like and so like you know there's a bunch of different things that you try like if uh if you go with jontron i think his most recent video, I really like that the, one. The, the Takeshi's challenge, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought that was very strong actually. I mean, yeah, I think I it was think definitely that... a lot closer to his original vision mm-hmm. and style, as it were, and very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that video was great. Mm. But I think like some of the other ones, like um, he did Food Fight, and that yeah. seems like real. It was trying really hard to be Birdemic. Yeah, Food Food Fight. The um, the Pokemon bootlegs felt sort of forced as well. I mean, there, there was cool stuff in them, but yeah, no, they you, were, you mean, compare them to uh, what I consider the golden age of Jontron, things like his Minecraft video. Welcome to the realm of this place. <laughs> you know, it, he had a lot more character in his videos then, a lot more um, a lot more of his personality came through. And mm-hmm. in videos like the Pokemon one and in the Food Fight one, it didn't feel like he was pumping that into it. But yeah, with the Takeshi's Challenge video, he it felt he, like he brought a lot of that back. Yeah, I think he I think he he might have gone back and hit his hit his stride again. And a part of it also is probably that he's sort of revitalized. He's going through the revitalization and mm-hmm. got to kind of figure out okay, what thing, what elements do I keep? What elements do I yeah. kind of you know like yeah, ab- absolutely with, anything back to like video that. games. Any no, web show, and, anything like that, it's always an experimentation. You're always experimenting, building on your old ideas, taking things and dropping things. You you never once hit perfection with anything like that. You can strive for it and strive for it, but you'll never once hit absolute solid gold. But it's it's about taking those small parts that you do like and those small parts that people like and and not necessarily reusing them or recycling them because that would get old and boring. Like growing growing but growing them. them yeah growing them finding okay 
this worked because why? Okay, maybe I can put a bit more emphasis on that. How can I raise the stakes? Or, you know, um, continue one time. Um, they put out a video. It was like this little short, and it was about them killing the joke of the epic maneuver. <laughs> Their epic maneuver yeah. joke. I don't, rem- I don't even remember what the- how the music goes. It'll come back to me in a uh, second. It- Oh, it was um, – I can't remember what the music was, but it was a clip from a Nightwish song, I think. Yeah. How does it go? How does it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did this thing where they, they – what they did is they kind of hit it, and they were beating up a guy, and then it was like the, the epic maneuver <laughs> joke. Here lies, and it was like they never – and then like at the end of the video, it's like it wasn't even our joke to begin with. And so because they felt that that joke in particular has just, had just gotten stale and they couldn't do anything else with it, they decided to actually like physically say, hey, we're not going to make this joke anymore. It, it's the same with like um, The Completionist where, where um, they acknowledge that the bears joke was overused. So Greg will go to say bears and John will stop him. Not John. Gerard. Gerard, yeah. There was a video once, like, I remember this joke, so I just want to share it with you because it's hilarious, where Gerard was in um, one of these Evo fighting tournaments, fighting on Smash Brothers, and Jesse Cox was there um, commentating, and he said, uh, Gerard's picked DK, which stands for Desperate Khalil. (laughs) And I just burst out in laughter when I heard it, and Whenever I remember his name now, I just think Desperate Khalil, <laughs> which, which is almost, almost, you know, how it, how it became again with him at one point. There was like a stale wall of it's the same thing. But now I think with I think with um with the Final Fantasy seven feature, he's it's one thing he's really wanted to do that's been there in the background. And once he's got that done, I think he'll reassess what made the completion is so entertaining to begin with and so informative to begin with and maybe go closer towards that and do less things like, oh, this Nintendo game came out two days ago. I've already beaten it four times, <laughs> which is, I mean, when when he was doing videos on the new Zelda for 3DS or Mario 3D World on Wii U, I was thinking, but I want to go out and buy these games and beat them myself. So I can't watch your video because you're gonna spoil it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a problem I've I've run into because one of the and this is like this is also an art. Nobody steal this from me because this is an article I'm gonna write eventually once okay. I kind of yep. pull everything together. Well, but it's, let's hope this, you've written the article before the podcast goes out. Otherwise, you know, there's a whole realm of listeners ready to steal your idea. But like just this idea that um, that you know let's plays and reviews everyone always whenever arguments about copyright stuff and this isn't saying about the copyright stuff in general but the argument Mm. that all they always they only provide advertisement and it it only benefits companies so why should they you know put it out and it's like while they do do that sometimes you know it doesn't necessarily someone watching a let's play doesn't necessarily encourage them to buy the game i know um ghost trick is a game i just YouTube the story and probably won't buy the game now because mm. I that the story was sort of the main appeal. Yeah, well, that's the gameplay. Mm. Uh, so it's so it's not necessarily a great. Now, if it's something where it's the the main focus of the game is user creation, like Minecraft, obviously mm. 
that's why it blew up so much because you know it was really easy to share your own personal experiences and then someone says hey I wonder what I can do with those same mechanics mm, and so it, you've got a, a great interest but then if you've got something that's like uh, like Ace Attorney which is very mm. story based then then, it's, yeah. then you know if you've seen it if you watch it then what's your incentive to actually experience the game because you already know all the answers yeah i think the way to look at it is um i think returning to law um what would be called a derivative work which means an, enough has been done to change it and the problem therein lies with if it's a story heavy game and you're showing the whole story is it a derivative work Right. not really and right. not only that if it's a story heavy game that person is going to go right us in the story there's no point in me buying the game as you said mm-hmm. so in the case of a story heavy game like ace attorney uh 999 um another code trace memory in the case of a game like that i think yeah a let's play is probably more damaging than it is helpful but with something like Terraria, Minecraft, uh, Slender, any one of those um, recent horror games, Amnesia, um, it, it's nothing but helpful, these Let's Plays. Es- especially if someone like PewDiePie does them, because then that's it, it just explodes, because everybody is on top of them. I mean, it, it, used to be, it used to be that guy, does anybody remember him, Tabuscus? It used to be him. He'd do oh, something yeah. he's and then still it would explode. Yeah, he's still around. He's he still does, around. He does, he's but... like in the he's moved into that weird limbo of like not just YouTube, but a little bit beyond that, but not really mainstream. Has, has like he, he appears in commercials. Side of YouTube? He appears what? in commercials of like stuff. And he does he's kind of moved in you know how okay, I don't know, you might not know this, but you know Annoying Orange? Yes. 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 Yeah, he's okay. an annoying orange, isn't he? Yeah, he's that. That's a TV show now, or at least it yeah. was oh for a while. God. I only know because Rob Paulson. <laughs> oh my god! And it's that's it's, a TV show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah and is. I think he's in that. I think he, he plays like people. That like, sounds <laughs> as bad an idea as when Machinima said. You know what? You know that guy who made that crappy movie, The Room, you know, that Tommy was so. Let's just make a gaming show where we sit him in a room, make him talk to an overtly um, rude and um, homophobic alien and make him Wait play games what? for for 20 minutes. Did, did you never see it? The Tommy I saw show. one episode of it I've and never I never watched that. it I've again. I've never heard of it. it that sounds dreadful. terrible. He did Mortal Kombat, he did one of the Driver games, and it was, watching it was like, um, it was Ooh. like intentionally gouging your eyeballs out with kitchen utensils. <laughs> like, at first I thought it was like some guy pretending to be him. <laughs> but no, was like, it was the real was... deal. <laughs> you see, the problem was, the room was so popular because it was so bad, people found that funny. The problem therein lies that just because he's the creator of the room doesn't mean he's entertaining and five seconds of Tommy was so being on camera trying to play a video game was just <laughs> not entertaining in the slightest. So that fizzled away before it was even a thing, which I think we can all be thankful for, to be honest. But, um, real quick, I want to go back to the thing about uh, Let's Plays and Minecraft. So, mm-hmm. uh, 
about a month ago. I've been I've been into watching watching other people play Minecraft because I didn't want to buy it. Um, <laughs> and I wa- I'd watch uh, Tabuscus play uh, somebody else, and then more recently Achievement Hunter. Mm-hmm. Watching those guys play. And so when I would talk to my friend, the two of us kept talking about actually buying the game. I still haven't bought it. <laughs> like, it's been three years that I've known about this game and that I probably could have bought it, but I still haven't bought it. So. I regret I, not buying it when it was in alpha. I think I bought, I, bought, in, I, got, I bought it in beta. Yeah, I did too. But mm. I, didn't, I don't think I knew about it when it was in alpha. John Tron did his video on it when it was in alpha. Yeah, no, I didn't know about John Tron then. I didn't know about John Tron until Game Grumps. Oh. I mean, I, I was into yeah. John Tron more or less, I would say, not immediately after he started, but a couple of months after he'd been around. Um, the first John Tron I'd have watched would have been... I'm just trying to think, 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 think. I can't remember. I'm not going to bother trying to remember. It'll hurt my head. In Minecraft, like, it just took... It's and I, this has probably been beaten to death so many times and so many different people saying, but it's just remarkable about how much it just permeated everything. Like it's everywhere, and it feels like it's only just now starting to hit. It's growing too big for its sort of hit its max point where mm. it's going to start becoming. But it, it's been up until about this point, it's been growing and growing and growing, and people are only very slowly starting to kind of disconnect from it in there any capacity. There are thousands and thousands of clone games trying to be Minecraft. Yeah. There are books, re- physical actual books released in bookstores like, this is the guide to crafting, this is the guide to survival, this is the guide to fighting. You want to fight the Ender Dragon? You want to fight the, the new super boss? Well, here's the book on how to do it. And it's, it's weird because I had always known Minecraft as a as a digital thing, as a game on the computer. To walk into a shop and see Minecraft physical things on sale, and not even some niche shop like a comic shop, but actually walking into an ordinary high street retailer and seeing something Minecraft is just mind blowing. Yeah, it's just it's huge. Weird. Cause like you'll you'll like hear parents like talking about how their kids play it, and you're like, it's weird. Yeah. Mm. Like, and they they probably view it as like because, and you think like they only know that sort of small spectrum of culture of it because it's mm. like it's like huge. Like there's so many different ways that people like do it. Like mm. you've got people who just play survival. You've got people who just spend all their time in creative. You've got people who do adventure maps. You've got people who like go online and do like battle royale competitions. People who play people. with mods because yeah. the, the modding community is huge for Minecraft. And then, like, and then mods with mods, and then mod mm. packs, <laughs> and mod this. And I'd, I'm kind of boring when it comes to Minecraft. I'll only ever play vanilla. I don't play any mods whatsoever. I played the Tekkit mod pack for a while. I tried that once because a bunch of friends had a server that you had to be Tekkit to run it. Mm-hmm. It was just... It, it gets a little... There, there were a few things about Tekkit I liked. They had a mod whereby if you punch a chest, it organizes everything in the chest. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. But then there were other mods that just didn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I, I like vanilla Minecraft because I... Until they kept adding more and more things yeah. to it. Horses, 
and, and name tags and all this other stuff that was just completely above me. Until that point, I more or less understood the game. I knew how to, I learned through playing and trial and error how to craft things, make things, and even oh, understood how to get to the final boss of the game. But then they just kept adding stuff. And then I talked to someone and they say, oh, have you done this? How do I do that? Well, it's a mod. I'm thinking, I don't play the mods. <laughs> the, the mods alone would make, would just make Minecraft even bigger. It's already difficult to understand and retain all that information. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, like, I, I've gotten to the point where I've been out of the loop for so long that I'm afraid to update my my game to, like, whatever the newest thing is because I don't know if I'll know all this stuff that I need to know how to do. Yeah, there's, there's a group that I joined recently on Facebook, um, followers of a podcast called The Dismal Jesters, which I'm not going to bother plugging other people's stuff, but seriously, it's funny. I joined that group, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got a Minecraft server, and I'm scared to join it because I'm thinking the last Minecraft version I played was the one where they introduced slimes in the forest and screwed up, like my beautiful castle, I'd wake up in it and I could hear slimes slapping outside. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. And that was like three versions ago. Yeah, it's like, been I'm a while. too scared to, to upgrade now. Well, what they've done, uh, something recently is they've, Minecraft or Mojang or Mohang or whatever, however you say it, um, they've started their own system where you can um, buy server space, sort of, like... Like, there's always been sort of rent-a-server systems for Minecraft, but I'm guessing, I think this is, like, a decently cheap version of it in comparison to, like, other Mm. systems. Well, I mean, I used to to use Hamachi and run it on my own. Right, that's what I tried to do. That was just lag central. Yeah, it's it because so you have to get everyone else to run Hamachi too yeah. most of the time, and then and, you're all connecting to the same Hamachi server. And it's just oh, yeah. So I'm hoping because it was like it was like thirteen dollars for a month, and then like if you bought longer times, it was like it would it would decrease. Like you know, they do the thing where if you buy in bulk, it's um. So instead of like it being seventy eight dollars for six months, which is thirteen times six. Um, it would probably be something like 60 mm. or there'd be some sort of discount for that. And so I was thinking about once summer rolls around and I get a new mouse because my, um, like my hand mouse, not a touchpad mouse, the clicker doesn't work quite right. So like the plastic bit that actually pushes the button down doesn't, has mm. like worn away a bit. So it'll like double click sometimes when I click it. Ugh. And so it's just, ugh. 